What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined across the power of the internet by my co-host, Rachel Mogan. Buongiorno. Buongiorno to you as well. How are you doing this fine morning? I'm doing just fine. Everybody ignore the fact that I appear to be a very pale ghost and that I'm in a different room than I'm normally in and that it's not clean because <laughs> I wanted I wanted to use my standing desk today and I will not be dissuaded. So I'm you know doing, what? just in a that, different location than normal. It totally works though, because as we've as we've discussed already, uh ghosts are very hot right now They're in video games. In right now. So hot right now. <laughs> so hot right now. <laughs> So we're here to talk about some fun gaming topics for you today, specifically giving you a little teaser here. Uh, what are cross developer wish list, I guess would say yeah. like what, what developers, what games would we like to see other developers make that they normally don't make? So uh, it's going to a little, little bit of fun hypothesizing coming at you today. But Team Chat Podcast, like I said, is a video game show where new episodes coming out on Tuesdays, 9 a.m. Central Time, and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web. You can also watch a video version of each episode over on our YouTube channel. You can find us on social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links for all that are in the description below. And you can also join our Discord server, where we're having great conversations about games and other fun topics. Got a lot, Been getting a lot of quality food content over on our Discord lately, which has been A- Great to see and B, making me very hungry. So keep all that stuff up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> because... I was going to say, like, kindly stop it. <laughs> I'm very hungry all the time. I know, but it looks all so good. Yeah, so if you like uh, gaming conversations and food conversations, jump over to our Discord and uh, hang out with us there when we're not. So you can chat with us about stuff when we're not here recording the show every week. Uh, but if you also want to help make the show bigger and better, just like our other patrons, James K, Ben W, Michael B, Fuchsia Rascal, Andrew M, Michael S, Brandon W, and our newest patron, Susan M. Thank you all so much for uh, helping us, supporting the show monetarily through our Patreon and uh, helping us make the show bigger and better. But here's what's great. I do have to give two shout outs here because not only do we give get the new uh, patron, Susan, we also uh got a little bump in our subscription from Brandon. So that uh so what the, that has done, great news ladies and gentlemen, we have hit one of our Patreon goals where we were making if we were making $30 a month or more, we would get custom emotes created for both our Discord and Twitch channels. So, those will be coming out very soon and all that stuff. So, that's pretty cool to finally to hit one of our big Patreon Patreon goals and I was looking at like our other ones cuz now we're getting near our $50 one. Uh-oh. And I was like <laughs> I I feel like these need to be bigger, so we might need to do a little bit of a, a little bit of a rehash on some of those goals. But you can check all that stuff out at Patreon.com/slash/TeamChatPodcast. Whereas for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show, and in return, we'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general Tuesday release, access to a private channel on our Discord server, the Rogues Gallery, as well as extra like uh, patrons at our five dollar tier also get a special show that's sideshow where they get exclusive access to it for the first two weeks of its release, which is Team Chit Chat, where Mogan and I will talk about co- uh, topics outside of the world of gaming. So uh, uh, just other things. So you can, you know, a little bit, 
it's a little show where you can get to know us and the things we like a little bit more outside of the world of video games. But if you can't do that, no big deal at all. We totally understand, but you can also help support the show in other ways, such as writing us reviews, uh, telling us to your friends, commenting on our social media, subscribing wherever you engage or listen to or watch the show. So all of that stuff helps get the good word of Team Chat Podcast out to the masses and therefore helps make the show bigger and better because we are bigger and better with all of you listening to us as well so heart, heart heart emojis emoji. another thing the oh, oh, look, the, the color one. finally balanced out because my arms are like blocked <laughs> all right so you just gotta stand, sit there all day anyways i was gonna say uh speaking of the custom emote packs that we are now being able to um basically commission so uh, if you know of any artists that take commissions, that do uh, Twitch emotes or any other types of emotes, uh, please send them our way. I'm kind of collecting a little portfolio of people that we're going to be reaching out to. So that's not going to happen like immediately like today. But yeah, if you've got somebody in mind and you think they might make some great emotes for us, uh, please send them my way. Put, put it in the Discord, comment, whatever you want. Because we are desperately, that's which is fun. Uh, the fun thing about this too is that we'll be able to, you know, support another artist and all that stuff too. So, exactly. so yes, yeah, send us your send us your recommendations, please. But before we get into the main topic of the day, let's get a little bit of news and what's coming out soon with our moment with Mogan. Yeah. So because we were off last week, I am going to do a little bit of backtracking just to make sure that we catch everything that came out at the end of January. So already out out now, as of the very tail end of January, we have Disjunction for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Olegia for Switch and PC. I've heard quite a bit about that game, actually. I've actually heard nothing about that game. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Sword of the Necromancer for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. The Medium. Jared and I were talking about this before we started recording. I did not realize this game was coming out this soon. We talked yeah. about it back when it was announced at, I, I guess, maybe the Game Awards. I can't exactly remember. Uh, but yeah, The Medium is coming out for Xbox, excuse me, is out for Xbox Series X and S and PC. The Yakuza Remastered Collection. I know a lot of people that were really excited about this. So Yakuza Remastered Collection is now out for Xbox One and PC. Tohu. T-O-H-U. Tohu? Tohu? I don't know. Uh, is out for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, and PC. Bonky? B-O-N-K-I-E-S? Sure. Okay. Uh, it sounds like a children's toy. I hope that's what the game is styled like. Uh, anyways, Bonkies is out now for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So is Gods Will Fall for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia again, and PC. Uh, and then Turrican Flashback, which I hope is a hurricane of two cans. I bet it's not, but... Not that, yeah, that's, cool. that's kind of what it sounds like, though. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that's out now for PS4 and Switch. And then finally, catching us up to today, February 2nd. So out now, Control for PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. So Control, nice. of course, is already uh, out on existing consoles. Speaking of which, the PS... So don't go out and buy this right now. The, P, the free PS Plus games for February uh, are going to be Control Ultimate Edition mm -hmm. and Concrete Genie. So if you were already planning to pick that up, just wait a couple more days and it'll be free. So Control... And Destruction... Oh, sorry. And Destruction All-Stars is the other is the other free one. Yes, for PS5 specifically, Destruction All-Stars. Yes. Yes. Uh, speaking of which, Destruction All-Stars is out on February 2nd as well for PS5. So is Blue Fire. Blue Fire comes out for Switch and PC on the 4th. Werewolf, The Apocalypse, 
Earth Blood. If you have to have both a colon and a dash in your game's name, it's too that, long. That was one game. <laughs> it's too long. So where <laughs> where, where the apocalypse Earth Blood is out for Play, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, XNS, PS4, Xbox One, and PC on February 4th. And finally, we're going to round this out with the fifth and just call it there because there's actually a lot more. Neo 2, the complete edition, is out for PS4 on February 5th. Neo 2 Remastered, the complete edition, is out for PS5 on February okay. 5th. Neo, why is this? Oh, okay, I see. So Neo Remastered and Neo Remastered 2 are both, both the complete editions are out for PS5 on February 5th. Got Neo it. Neo 2, the complete edition, is also out for PS4 on February 5th. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I there's so many listed here. I don't really know which one is legit. The point is, a shit ton of Neo collections are out now. <laughs> you don't have to take my word for it, and they're all for various PlayStations. Uh, and Kinetic Edge, last one, Kinetic Edge for PC on February 5th. And that's about everything that's coming out this week. Nice. So the, we were talking about this and there wasn't really a ton of like other big uh, video game news that we were that, you know, we wanted to necessarily talk about in our moment with Mogan. The other than, of course, the massive. What the hell's going on with the with the, with the GameStop stocks, man, like that, yeah. that stuff has been insane to watch and not necessarily the stock market story I anticipated seeing no. uh, being GameStop <laughs> being wrapped up in. But uh, it's oh, GameStop that has been interesting to watch because a it's been super informative, like because now it like makes me actually want to be like, what is this? What's going on? And I, I I'm just going ahead and saying it here. I'm not going to try to like explain this all to everyone because I still don't know. But yeah. <laughs> it's that has still been uh, just a very bizarre thing to see come unfolding and see how that's like all the reactions from that and just that GameStop of all things got super super popular. <laughs> so, well, it, there, there are like there if you're interested in any of this kind of stuff from an economic theory standpoint, it is fascinating. Oh yeah. So if you want to go look up videos about what's actually happening, basically a bunch of people shorted GameStop stock because they were like, "Oh yeah, it's a failing business. We're going to short mm -hmm. all this stock." And then a bunch of other people were like, "You bastards think you're going to make so much money off of shorting this stock, don't you? Well, fucking jokes on you cuz we're all going <laughs> to buy the stock and then the stock price is going to go way way hella high up and you're going to be out you're just going to be dead destroying out. <laughs> these yeah like bankrupting these hedge funds and everything it that did it it's it's fascinating it is fascinating uh, and it's fascinating to see everybody the you know the established wall street elite air quotes uh freaking out that this is, is also happening. an incredible example of market manipulation uh in favor of people that already have money uh, oh so yeah it's it's gross but it's fascinating. So yep. go look it up if you're interested in a being mad and, and b just seeing a just seeing what people can do when they actually mm -hmm. band together uh, oh, yeah. to, to make some crazy stuff happen. It's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty. It's been very fun to follow. I yeah. will definitely say. But yeah. So uh, economics aside. We didn't really have much else to talk about news wise. <laughs> so we're going to jump right into our main topic of the day, which I said is, like I said, is uh, Mogan and I are created a list of games that we would like to see. Well, not even necessarily games, I guess, but just like developers are like wish list of some hair flying around. I could see it on the camera. Ooh, oh, God. Was distracting. Uh oh, uh, puppy hair. 
but uh, of just like games. I, I don't know, Bogan. This is this is your topic idea. How how would you describe it in your mind? Yeah, I'm, so, I've realized I'm tripping all over myself trying to say like what this is. The, the basic <laughs> idea actually came from our Discord. Um, some people were talking about this, and it's just kind of a fun little thought game to try and think of games that you would want to see developed by a developer that doesn't normally make them. Mm-hmm. So one of the examples from uh, our Discord, which Jared, I think is kind of one of your starting ones, so we might as well just launch it off right there. Sure, sure. Uh, Brand- uh, Brandon, uh, I don't remember his actual screen name right now, but he had a really nice suggestion that I think <laughs> is just uh, fantastic. It's a really good idea. Yeah, so I think this kind of came up, the conversation around it kind of came up when it was announced that Lucasfilm Games was was around was now going to be this new umbrella for it and then ubisoft making it the star wars game so yeah. brandon in our in our rogues gallery uh channel over on our discord said if lucasfilm is getting various studios to make star wars games then i request nay demand demand a, a jedi action game developed by either platinum or capcom which platinum games is uh devil may cry bayonetta stuff like that and obviously capcom we, we all are very well versed in yeah. what Capcom games bring, but uh, which I was like, that's interesting. That's and also I would be very on board with that because eventually then eventually my mind went straight to, okay, but you know what game would be really cool to see not only as a remake or remaster, but that would fit very well into this uh, platinum games version of a star Wars game is Jedi power battles from the PlayStation Ooh. one. The only other game I know from you is KOTOR, so that was going to be my only. <laughs> <laughs> but no, because that game, it was, it was literally, you're just Jedi, and you're going through, you're fighting, like, t- through the events of episode one and stuff like that. But you're going through, and you're, like, you're fighting on Naboo, you're fighting battle droids, but I could see it being lent very well to using, like, you know, getting massive combos and pulling off insane moves, launching players into the air and staying there for like 10 minutes, you know, just like an over stylized star Wars action game, but exactly the same kind of game that platinum games could deliver. I think that would be really, really cool to see. So, I mean, I had to give a shout out to Brandon's idea to Brandon's suggestion because that is just, that would be very, very cool to see. Yeah. Um, but so what kind of came to your mind then, Mogan, when you started on this and we're just kind of being like, yeah, th- this would be fun to see. Well, mine were much more specific in terms of I have very specific games that exist in the world right now that I want to see made by somebody else. Mm-hmm. So the first one is probably the most variable. So we'll start with that one. I want Devolver Digital to come out with their own Mario game. I oh, want to see. I want to see Nintendo's beloved <laughs> Mario in any type of Devolver Digital game. Now, the reason that that's so um, ambiguous is because Devolver Digital is, of course, just the publisher, uh, and they have a, just a bevy of developers that they work mm-hmm. with to get those developers' games out. But the kind of optics that you see the most with Devolver Digital are all, of course, like. High octane, usually um, a, a mix of silly and bloody. Yeah. <laughs> Just high octane, wild action, frequently reminiscent of drug trips, that kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. in terms of like examples of games, think my friend Pedro, think uh, Carrion, think uh, what's that other one? That's Hotline cool. Miami? Yeah, Hotline Miami. Yeah. So think like the wildness of Hotline Miami. Hotline Mushroom Kingdom. Hotline Mushroom Kingdom, baby. <laughs> so I just think that it would be so fun because Devolver Digital, a lot of these games are what would translate really well to a Mario game. Many of them are 2D side scrollers. 
Yeah. So imagine if you just put Mario in place of the guy that isn't Pedro the Banana, whose name I can't remember. Does he have a name? Pedro. Pe- oh, okay. The Banana is Pedro. Yeah. No, no, no. But I, I'm saying, who's the guy? Oh, I don't remember the name. Yeah. Anyways, protagonist who isn't Pedro. Like, imagine Mario, but in, in his place instead. And then I think that all the side characters would just have a really fun time in a world that is clearly not theirs. Like, can you imagine if Princess Peach actually got to do something fun for once? Got to go Not just out be there, captured by Bowser? Not just be captured. Like, let's say it's Hotline Miami, and she gets kidnapped or something. But then, instead of being rescued, she just whips out her own guns and just guns a blazes, gets herself out of there. <laughs> I think that would be pretty amazing. Uh, so really, it's just, I don't normally like this kind of stuff. I'm, I'm one of those people that tends to really hate it when people post fan art or crossovers of uh, characters that are really outside of what you would know their personalities for. But mm-hmm. in this case specifically, Mario characters are in... A lot of ways, not always, but in many ways, they kind of feel like blank slates. They don't often have a ton of dialogue. They do definitely have personality. They've all got Mm -hmm. their own personalities. Uh, But I feel like there's room there. There's enough room for further development there. Development by Devolver Digital to make those characters just absolutely insane i want a different art style i want them all to just be more or less themselves still like luigi can still be a scaredy cat princess Peach can still be you know a little bit uh prissy for example but i want them just out there causing mayhem and havoc and finally actually getting to defeat a villain they never they never get to actually defeat bowser they're just like still kind of frenemies at the end like i'll get you next time no this time someone's gonna die probably most of the characters it could almost be something where like everybody else knows that this is a new thing and but bowser doesn't so he just like captures captures peach and then at the very end he's like gets defeated by mario and he's like oh next time mario i'll get you the mario like pulls that chainsaw and he's like nope and just like hacks his head off It would be horrible. It's a me, a Mario, motherfucker. It would also be incredible. (laughs) Oh, man. Same thing kind of applies there. I'm not just thinking about the characters, but also the environments. Because imagine the visual style of Devolver Digital, but still Mm -hmm. kind of with the same backgrounds that you would most commonly associate with Mario. Just altered a little bit to be a little bit a little bit outside of their normal scope. So that's one of the first things that my brain thought of. I was like, yeah, Devolver Digital Mario, man. That would be well, awesome. I mean, it would even work too. Like you, you said, Devolver games often incru- include like trippy drug-induced in- states. Come on, Mario takes place in the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. Like, come on, just fully embrace rainbow. that. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Let's let's Go just fully on. embrace let's this aesthetic. I'm, I'm with you on that one, 100. Yeah. That like a sounds fun idea, right? <laughs> that does sound like a fun idea, man. See, you went way more wild with this than what I was I, thinking. I had specific games <laughs> <laughs> that I wanted to have very specific things happen to them. So I don't like have a ton of examples, but I've got three really got, good got ones. Three real good ones. <laughs> I've got so, three solid ones. So jumping off then the Nintendo train, one of the ideas I had would be to see Nintendo take a stab at another classic platforming adventure, uh, Ratchet and Clank. Ooh, interesting. Granted, I know they're like fairly stylistically similar in the sense of like the genre of the game, but still I think Nintendo has a ton of like whimsy and and, like fun with their, with their titles, especially I'm I'm thinking like 
specifically Mario in this example. Yeah. But like, I can see Ratchet and Clank translating really well and just being like a bit more like Ratchet and Clank is already super fun. Ratchet and Clank already has like the great action and set pieces, the good humor, but just kind of like, you know, seeing it taken to that Nintendo level of whimsy, I, I think, think it could would be, be really pretty, interesting. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of see where you're going here. I think something that in particular would be really cool. And somehow this didn't come up in the Devolver digital example, but Ratchet and Clank, I feel like is a great example of this because they get so many cool and wild weapons Mm -hmm. what a great thing to place onto like the idea of hitting blocks to get a power up or you kill an enemy and you get their power up that i think would be really cool where you don't necessarily have a set arsenal per Mm -hmm. level as ratchet and clank you kind of get uh, additional weapons within that same level that you've probably seen before but that you have to acquire right then and there either from doing stuff in the environment or from defeating enemies i think that would be a really neat idea yeah and because like that kind of lends itself already to what mario games have because like you can unlock the like the fireballs the ice you know the ice balls and stuff like that that mario can can use and everything you already have a companion usually with like either luigi for like player two or yoshi that you ride and get around levels and in ratchet and clank like he uses clanks uh like propeller to like fly around a little bit jetpack all this other stuff. And I think it lends itself like, I think it would be kind of fun to have Ratchet and Clank and see that kind of taken almost to not maybe a full 2D side scroller, but still, I think that can be pretty interesting to see as well. Just kind of like see that, that world and the normal like action set pieces of Ratchet and Clank transfer that over to, you know, a 2D side scroller could be pretty interesting to see. And two, as long as Mr. Zircon comes back, you know, that's all. Oh, yeah. As long as there's Mr. Zircon. Plus, you know, Mario almost always has a smaller companion type Uh, pretty much ever since, I guess, Sunshine, because in Sunshine, the backpack was kind of his companion. And before that, there was the Mish Cap, and then you had Cappy, and then there's the Luma in both of the Mario Galaxy games. Mm -hmm. So he's Mario usually does have like a an NPC type of companion. So that could translate really well. And then I just had a different thought that I thought would go really well off of this too. Oh, the types of level movement. So, you know, Ratchet and Clank does Mm. have, it's obviously a platformer, but I feel like Mario tends to have, especially in Odyssey, a really interesting uh, layout of different types of moves that he can do with the environment, like throwing your cap and jumping to it and then jumping off your cap and then just kind of chaining together these wild moves, like yep. triple jump that progressively gets larger, the backflip. The backflip, back yeah, yeah. Like doing a ground pound and then the jump off of that is bigger. Those types of things I think would be really fun to see in really kind of any other game, any other platformer. And Ratchet and Clank is a great candidate for that. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun to see. So yeah. that was one of my uh, first picks that that one of the things that came to mind. What's another Very one for you? Solid idea. So I'm saving my best one for last because I feel like I'm going to have the most to say about it. But okay. the other one, and I will preface this by saying, I know that there kind of already is a game that is sort of like this, but it's not quite what I want. Okay. I want the Pokemon company or not necessarily the Pokemon company. I want them to take the idea of pure Pokemon. Think heart gold, go way back. Think like Pokemon, heart gold, soul silver. I want that type of game for monster hunter. Like I want you. Yeah. 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 I want you to be able to have, cause in monster hunter, you're always just a nameless. Yeah. Actually you don't even really get a name. You're just a nameless 
more or less faceless because you have a bunch of armor on all the time hunter and you're just right. out there hunting these giant monsters and in the context context of monster monster hunter killing them in the vast majority of cases and sometimes those monsters are really cute and you don't actually <laughs> want to hurt them. And in those cases, I feel like Pokemon could really kind of come in and save the day because what I want to do is be able to go out there with my little character in my little 2D, you know, uh, turn-based combat system. I want to go find the monsters per usual. You know, you'll still have your your quest log and you'll still be out there hunting specific monsters for specific reasons. You'll still be able to collect uh, materials for making new armor, blah, blah, blah. It'll help you later on in battle. But during that process, rather than kill the monsters, it will be a requirement. So even in Pokemon, you can technically, I guess, KO. They don't really say you're killing the Pokemon that you defeat. You probably are. <laughs> you probably are. But there will be no killing in my ideal game. You will exclusively be catching the monsters. So you'll just throw out your Pokeball, catch a cute little monster, and then add them to your gigantic Pokedex, I guess. And then as part of that, you get to pick which monsters join your team. Because nice. all of these fun monsters from Monster Hunter. Like, give me the Paolumu. The Paolumu is the Monster Hunter world and probably other games creature that is like the inflatable bat. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fought that one. Yeah, he's crazy and silly and fun. It's just a silly little creature. And it's like, yeah, that would that's so Pokemon adjacent. Like, if you pixelated that monster and slapped it into Pokemon, that could be a thing today. Like, yeah. inflatable fire bat. That, that's just, it's, it's such a good comparison. I just think to just take everything from Monster Hunter and just shove it into Pokemon. And then you get to add those buddies to your team. And then you get to go out and fight with them and actually use their moves. I feel like mm -hmm. that has a lot of potential. Because these creatures have wild combat and moves that they can use on you. But I want to turn the tables and use them on other monsters but not in a way that kills them, just in a way that knocks them out so that I can capture them. And then I guess, I don't know, give them to a humane preserve <laughs> <laughs> or even just release them. I don't care. We'll do catch and release. It'll be for research. Of course, right. It'll be for research. So you capture them, you tag them and then you set them go again. I'm, I'm, I'm developing the game as I'm thinking. I like this. It. I like how this yeah. sounds. Yeah. But you're, I, I like so the sound of it too. <laughs> When you're saying even like Pokemon, so you mean like even because you were saying like pixelate the the monsters and stuff like that. So you mean like throwing it back to like the older look of Pokemon games too, not yeah. like with what like Sword and Shield looks like now. No, God, no. I mean, I, I wouldn't have I anything you. against I that you. per se, but I didn't want to use Sword and Shield as my example because it has a lot of gameplay things about it that are not what I want. So I want like the gameplay of the older Pokemon games. It can have the graphical look of the newer games. That's perfectly fine by me. Uh, but it just needs to have the the more, I guess, pure Pokemon gameplay. Yeah. Uh, it's Except not really, because in my context, it's going to be wildly different. It's for research. You're out here doing science. And maybe on like the side with your creatures that you capture and keep for your team, just like with some of the newer Pokemon games, like the Pokemon Ami, where you can mm -hmm. go into the little... I guess just fun Pokemon playroom and like pet your Pokemon and play little mini games with them and feed them treats. That's exactly what I want. But for monster hunter creatures, I want to finally give them the life they deserve. <laughs> they deserve to be happy. <laughs> not just hunted, not, not just, just hunted, hunted at every turn. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so emotional. 
optional about it. I'm joking. <laughs> and so speaking of armor, the way that you'll get stuff from the monsters to be able to craft new armor for your person, which I don't know how that'll infect the environment. I haven't thought that far ahead. Somebody, somebody chime in the comments with that. But the creature will just be so happy with you that it will happily give you its scales that it sheds or or a part of its tail because lizards shed tails and grow mm -hmm. new ones. Mm -hmm. uh, I got this this tooth that fell out. You can have that. So it can be a symbiotic <laughs> relationship. Or you like have to take him to the vet or something and the vet's like, oh, got a cavity. You're going to have to yank that fang out. And you're like, got a fang. Yeah. <laughs> I could use that later for armor <laughs> or other things. Armor. Not weapons, only armor. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's, it's not quite as, you know, immediately analogous as Devolver and Mario, I think are. Right. But that just means that the options are virtually limitless with how wild it can be. So Yeah. Pokemon, get in there with Monster Hunter. Call Capcom and be I'm like, on board hey, with this. We want to make your game, but make it Pokemon, but also have it be good. So not Pokemon Sword. <laughs> 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 Other Pokemon game. <laughs> Throw it back to when it was good. Okay. Yeah, so what, what I was saying earlier, the game that I have been told is kind of analogous to what I'm describing um, is Monster Hunter Tales or Stories. Monster hmm. Hunter stories, there's mm -hmm. like a non-Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter game already out there. And it's branded as Monster Hunter, but you don't kill stuff. Interesting. I don't know. The point is, there's already a game out there that's kind of like that, but not not the way I'm thinking of it. Yeah. So it's it's not really, it's not my game. It's this not is there. my game. Monster yeah. Hunter Pokemon. Copyright. Pokemon Monster Hunter. Oh things. my god, duh. It's oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's Pokemon a great name. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so that's my second one. <laughs> All righty. Uh, mine is, I was just thinking about, you know, taking into account things I'm currently playing and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, so this comes specifically from like playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And before that, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm like, Assassin's Creed is really doing this thing and really kind of buying in to this whole Let's make these seem like more RPG. Let's include more RPG elements. Let's let's throw that stuff in there. Let's make like skill trees. Let's make romance options. Let's do all this. But to which I say, that's great. But it's also a little base level sometimes how they incorporate those things. But I want to see those fully fleshed out. Where would I go to get that? Well, I would turn to Bioware and say, Bioware, make me an Assassin's Creed full RPG in the style of Mass Effect Dragon Age. All okay. So you want the so, Order 1886, but but with romance. Well, not necessarily the Order 1886. I just mean just like, just more in like how those games are deep party-based RPGs. And I would love to see that translated over to an Assassin's Creed. Like it's even been something that has been dabbled in slightly originally because like in brotherhood i believe it was or maybe even unity kind of going hazy there on my on my memories of it but i know in assassin's creed brotherhood you could like call on groups of other assassins to like take out targets or aid you in fights i know in unity even had like a a, a multiplayer aspect to it really where there could be you and other assassins but like building out and going forward 
And then, well, even in like Odyssey, you could build up a crew for your boat. In uh, Valhalla, you can uh, recruit Jorm's Vikings, which are like these mercenary Vikings who come and like join your clan, join your clan, and all that stuff. And they just fight alongside you. But how cool would it be if you like went through the Assassin's Creed world in this whatever world Bioware built this in, and you could like meet these other either a assassins side characters? Because you know, like in Assassin's Creed Two, you meet Leonardo da Vinci. And he crafts all these cool tools and vehicles for you and stuff like that. So what if you could be kind of going through this world, this Assassin's Creed storyline, and you get to, uh, you know, you meet these people and choose which ones based on the various bonuses or whatever that they give you. And they can join your party and they can like aid you in these fights. You can command them to do certain things. And it's like stealth missions, you know all this all this other stuff and they have a, their various skill trees that they have to be upgraded you have to keep them you know are well armored well equipped with weapons and stuff like that i just think that would be kind of really cool to see i think that could be that could open up a lot of really fun gameplay potential but then also like i said too assassin's creed has been dancing around romance options for a little while yeah. You we know. all know about Cassandra from Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, I know. And like in that, like I, but the thing is, it's so it, what I mean by base level and how they kind of like they're playing with it, but not getting like super deep into it is like in Odyssey, for example, you, I just met this one uh, woman as I was on a, one of the, the quests and like I say two things to her the very first time I met her. And then the option for me to start laying on the charm is right there and which I did. And then it was just very quickly. Then I'm like, like the very next time I interacted with this character, Cassandra's like, all right, you, you want to do this? And she's like, oh, help me out with this one more thing. Then, then, then we'll see. And then you do that one thing. And you're like, all right, can't you, how about now? May I woo you with my womanly charms? And she's like, okay, fine. <laughs> and the, I mean, and in then, Cassandra's defense, she's very attractive. So well, like, yeah. who wouldn't, but also I totally get what you're saying. You want to have to actually put the time in. I know. You want to you want to feel like it's a real accomplishment when you actually manage to successfully woo someone and by that same token there should be pretty high stakes for if you fail. Exactly. Like if you're trying to woo somebody and you do the wrong dialogue option or bring them the wrong type of gift, you're like back to square one. You mm -hmm. somehow lose points or whatever and then you have to either start all over again or maybe even lose them as an option forever. Very ah. true, very true. Because like in in uh, Dragon Age games for example, if you choose well throughout what one of the big things that influences your relationship standing with the other characters is like just through normal either decisions you make in the game it be it like killing saving somebody attacking something or not attacking something or just through dialogue choices even with character with other characters not the character you're trying to have a romance with that will raise their like you'll get like a message like what's his name uh varic no oh. yes varic yeah, yeah. he was like yeah, it's like Varric approves plus ten. You know, and that yeah, like raises your go. relationship. Something like that in there. Like, because like, like how even in Dream Valhalla, Daddy, when you do something nice, you get like the little explosion of like yeah, emoji. like hearts <laughs> and like stuff like that around the kid. They're like, ah, yeah. you know, or like, if yeah, you yeah, do yeah. it bad, it's like a little dark shadowy outline and they frown and you're like, mm -hmm. oh no, I effed it up. Exactly. So those, those visual and audio cues, I totally get I totally get and, what, you're, what you're talking about here. And like what you're saying too, with like, you know, repercussions for it, like you can even you know, like you could lose a based on certain decisions you make. You could lose characters as either party members or uh, or romanceable options. You know, different yeah. things like that. 
And so, because even like in Valhalla, the little bit of the relationship romance stuff that I've seen in there is literally, uh, as Eivor was at this wedding and one of the, another character that I like briefly interacted with is like coming up to me, talking to me. And it basically gives me the option to be like, and he's like, you wanna? And Eivor's like, she was like, yeah, yeah, sure. I was like, sure. Why not? And you go like find a secluded place. Have your business, have your fun. And then that you was just it. did a jigsaw puzzle, everybody. <laughs> it was very chaste. Nothing happened. <laughs> but so I was like, I like I I appreciate what Assassin's Creed is doing. Building out, you know, like embracing more of these heavier RPG elements. I kind of just want to see it go all the way. Yeah, just like get so all like, in there. Exactly. And I think Bioware could be a very good developer to do that. You know what? The more you talk about it, the more I'm like, yeah. Okay, that does sound pretty awesome. I'm on board. Uh, And I feel like if they actually did that, uh, my interest in Assassin's Creed would skyrocket. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if they actually incorporated some of those elements, I might be tempted to finally play one. Which Not I, currently, I, but someday, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And like, I know we focused, we were talking a little bit on the romanceable side of things, but like, still, just even like, I think the party system and like yeah, having that in there, like I think would be a really cool thing to see what Assassin's Creed, what that would look like in the Assassin's Creed world. That's even kind of similar to the way you recruit people in Fire Emblem, because even hmm. if you're not necessarily romancing a character, you still often have to uh, improve your relationship status with them to be able to recruit them to your team and actually use them in battle. So I think that's a really cool idea. There's nice. a little kitten snaking around my legs. Can oh, Gris. Can I help you? He's probably just wanting food. That's talking to that man in the computer. Talk to me. Talk to me. I don't even like Uncle Jared. He's mean <laughs> to me. I'm sorry, Gris. I, I want Gris to love me. So my last one then is actually kind of similar to yours, but okay. also kind of not in terms of romance is definitely going to be a part of it. <laughs> but that's just part of it. I want. I we want like somebody is, to laugh, dude. This is my dream game. I would never stop playing it. I okay. want Breath of the Wild. Same characters, everybody's still there, exact same cast. I want Breath of the Wild, but add in a lot of elements from Stardew Valley. Mm. I want basically to sure keep some of the smaller enemies, maybe even keep a boss in there. Yeah, it's not really the focus because what I want is to be able to play as Link uh, and you basically go around the map, you explore everywhere, you uncover all of these villages, much like you do in Stardew Valley. And in Stardew Valley, you kind of pick where you want to put your farm right off the bat. You're like, oh, I want the river farm or I want the mountain farm. In my version of Breath of the Wild Stardew Valley, Breath of the Stardew Valley, or perhaps Stardew of the Wild. (laughs) So in Breath of the Stardew Valley, you'll have to, of course, explore the map just like usual. I love the exploration factor. And once you've kind of got the lay of the land, then you get to go and pick which of these villages you're basically going to set up shopping. You play the game, you finish the game, you beat Ganon, then you go back and you're like, ah, finally, some downtime. Time to get to farming, which I assume is the only other thing Link would do with his life. It's what he did in Twilight Princess. He helped out on a ranch, I think, or or something. I don't know. Anyways, the point is, after you defeat Ganon, I want you to be able to go back to any of the villages. Because in Breath of the Wild, your house can only be in Hateno Village. Which, first of all, 
excellent choice. Hateno is so pretty, it's honestly probably the one that I would have picked regardless. But you can go to any of the villages you've been to before. You could even, I guess, go to the absolute middle freaking nowhere if you Mm -hmm. wanted to be a hermit. Lay down your house and get started on your farm. Because there's so many things already existing in Breath of the Wild that you could absolutely just put on a farm. You know how much stuff you can collect in that game, so let me go collect a bunch of lavender out in the wild, out in the Breath of the Wild, and then I'm going to bring it back to my farm, turn that crap into seeds plant it, and suddenly I'm a lavender farmer. That's exactly what I want. And then, and this is mostly just because I want to marry Prince Sidon, but don't (laughs) don't read too much into that. I absolutely, there has to be the option to romance people in Breath of the Stardew Valley. And it's really kind of any, almost any character, because even in Stardew, not every character is considered eligible for you to be able to marry, but like Prince Sidon's definitely an option. I guess yep. Zelda, if that's your persuasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even like her dad's ghost. Maybe he's like... Nice. <laughs> kidding, not nice. <laughs> but yeah, you, you see where I'm going. I do, I do. <laughs> that's, I just want to be able to have Link finally have a nice chill time and be able to have a farm But also, what happens if you want to upgrade your farm? What happens if you realize, oh, man, my house is okay, but I don't have the kitchen upgrade yet? Mm -hmm. Obviously, you have to go get more materials. So you can still use the fast travel function to travel around the map, get different materials like rocks, boulders, gemstones, trees, of course. You still need all of your standard materials, but then you bring them back to your farm and you use, oh, what's his name? Bolson? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the he'll be your main carpenter. Like Bolton, here I brought you all this crap. Upgrade my house, just like Robin does in Stardew Valley. And he'll be. Oh wait, I was I was wrong. Sorry, not Bolton. Beetle Beetle is the merchant. Oh, Beetle is the merchant. But actually, Beetle has a very Stardew specific purpose in in Breath of the Stardew Valley because Mm -hmm. in Stardew Valley, there's that traveling merchant that comes around on Fridays, Sundays. That's in like the carriage, and she just sells like weird cool stuff yeah exactly what beetle can do Uh, there's a lot of promise in this game you see exactly where i'm going i'm I'm picking up what you're putting down yeah so nintendo and and concerned ape i desperately need you to partner up and create breath of the stardew valley i know that concerned ape is actually very busy (laughs) making his existing game even better Uh, and i think this came to mind because i've been playing a lot of stardew valley recently and you just started streaming breath of the wild so i'm like two of my favorite games together forever it could only be perfect so yeah that's what i want and Maybe then you could have a pet i don't know what kind well there's dogs and stuff yeah, like that yeah and stuff sure <laughs> anyways and that's then what i want and to piggyback off of this and breath of the stardew valley 2 <gasps> to combine to, to take this a deeper level and combine star wars things now into this is whenever the threat that that Link has to go take care of in Breath of the Stardew Valley 2, when that happens, Zelda, whoever comes to warn him, uh, warn him of the impending danger and doom, when they finally find Link on his farm, this now well-established, thriving farm-slash-community. Oh, he's rich by now, for sure. Yeah. They, the, the opening line of that has to be taken from Rogue One, where uh, Director Krennic finds Galen Erso on that one planet, and, and he goes, "Farming a man of your talents." 
That's how the game, yeah. that's how Breath of the Stardew Valley 2 that's has to start. Stardew Valley 2 starts. <laughs> I think that's a great. So you know what? We're just going to chain Breath of the Wild into Stardew Valley into Star Wars. And it's yes. just going to be a never-ending game. Eventually it'll become Evil Within. And then it'll circle back to Mario. <laughs> and then I guess it'll become a Zelda game again. And all will be complete in and the circle of video gaming life. Yeah. I, I think that a lot of these are, this was just a fun little thought exercise just to look at what's already available and go, what do I love? Or alternatively, what do I hate? And yeah. who do I think can make this better and or fix it? Yep, yep, yep. The, I want Monster Hunter to be solved. I want the problem of killing monsters in Monster Hunter to be solved by Pokemon. I want the problem of Mario's frankly a little boring mm -hmm. as, a, as a character to be solved by Devolver, Devolver Digital. And I want Link to finally get to fucking relax and just, <laughs> just have a farm and just have a good time and finally actually maybe get some smooches on the side. You know, I just want him to have a happy life, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and so I think the one last one that I really had that I had thought of the last one that I was kind of thinking of that I was like, you know, what would be really fun. And this actually kind of came on the heels because I just finished a mobile game actually for the first time uh, in a very long time. But uh, <laughs> guarding that sunlight. <laughs> now you can see me. Oh, it's like perfect, perfect little framing. Perfect yeah. face. I love it. Um, but. I recently beat, uh, uh, finished up on my phone, Laura Croft Go, which is just this like turn-based like uh, puzzle game. Really, that it's, it was actually very fun. It was very fun. I liked it. Um, but then I just that that just kind of got Tomb Raider on the brain, and I was like, you know who would be really cool to see take a stab at a Tomb Raider game would be Respawn, since they but like so a Tomb Raider game in kind of the same vein as Jedi Fallen Order, which I know. On the surface, you may be like, Jedi Fallen Order, Tomb Raider, especially the newer Tomb Raider games, those kind of seem similar. But what I'm thinking about there is Fallen Order incorporated a lot of like parkour element. Like there's wall running, you know, you're swinging from vines, you're coming down branch, branch and all that stuff. Granted, you have force abilities in Jedi Fallen Order, so I'm not saying you would have those as Lara Croft in this game. But the cool thing about it too was that it was also fairly Souls-born-esque fallen order was and how you took on bosses and fought enemies and you know and all this stuff and I, i'm just saying i could see that being pretty fun as a tomb raider game as well because you know you did a lot of tomb raiding puzzling in fallen order to you know access these various like the ancient jedi temples you came across and different stuff like that so i think that that groundwork would work really well and translate really well over to tomb raider um you would still have be able to keep that core tomb raiding mechanic in there but I don't know. Maybe at the end of these of one of the tombs you raid, you have to fight some gigantic monster more that has like very refined and precise, you know, actions and movesets like what you would see at the in a Souls game or even in uh, the bosses of Jedi Fallen Order that like you really have to fight those and you can use all the weapons of at Laura's disposal. You got her dual pistols. You might have like a pickaxe like what you use in uh, the 2013 reboot of Tomb Raider, I, you know, I'm sure she's got like a whip, something like that, you know, some of the other stuff she could use or does even some know? other what I don't know if she does, but I, she might sure. need some kind of grappling hook. She can make some grappling hook out of oh, the pickaxe. She definitely that she has uses. a grappling hook at some point for sure. Yeah. So I'm just saying like make these this really cool environmentally uh, heavy game that you, you know, like you really have to 
use the environment to your advantage, either through like wall running, doing some parkour, swinging on vines, but then still maintain that like base core of the tomb raiding and the puzzling, but then just throw in like a little, a little hint of like some more souls fallen order combat. I don't know. I, 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 I kind of like, exactly. Tomb Raider, Crypt of the Fallen Souls. Boom, there it is. You know, I, I think that this really is because you mentioned it the other day. I forgot to put this on my list, but I also had an idea about Tomb Raider. Oh. Specifically because my own mother, you know, she is a lifelong Tomb Raider fan, mm-hmm. but not so much with the newer games because the newer games have gone more the action route and less the puzzler route. Yeah. So I was thinking, well, we can solve that really easily by taking Tomb Raider and making it a Nancy Drew game. Ah. Just put, just have it be all puzzle. Because <laughs> I really do think that that would be super cool for Tomb Raider is to have a more, tar- not necessarily a point and click like Nancy Drew, mm-hmm. but to have a Tomb Raider game that is predominantly puzzles and exploration and tomb raiding not combat not crafting not this kind of survivalist stuff that they added in the newer games which i do enjoy i enjoy them right but i totally agree that tomb raider has been slowly leaving the puzzler realm which you know for fans of the older ones that kind of suck so i want it to take a hard left straight back into puzzle town but just have it have the new graphics and have like a really cool story underneath it. You know, just like with the newer games, have Laura be investigating some wild new mystery. And, mm-hmm. it's, and it's something that really, you know, just unfolds before you as you explore new artifacts and raid tombs. I feel like that would be a really fun game. Come on, Square. Make yeah, it's Square. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Square Crystal Dynamics. <laughs> yeah, it's Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, so yeah, I'm all about all doing that. I think let, let's get on it. We've got let's some great ideas here, developers. We've Listen got, to us, take our ideas, we just give us a small so, cut of the percentages later on. Yeah, we just did half the work of think tanking the next five great games. Yeah. Come on. You've got a wealth of knowledge right here. Sitting We've sitting behind ideas. these two microphones. Let's get something moving here. Yeah. Let's get something going. Yeah. The masses will thank you later with their with their wallets. So. We'll thank you too with our wallets, yeah, probably. Exactly. Although we'll, we, we have free reviewer copies, of course, there are. <laughs> oh, boy. oh man! Well, yeah, this is a super fun little like dive into just the what ifs, you know, and like you said, a fun, a fun mental exercise to kind of see like what we could see different developers doing with some ex- previously established titles. And I don't know, I, I may be biased, but I don't. I think our ideas are gold. I think they're amazing. So. I think we have great ideas. And we, want, <laughs> we definitely also want to hear your crazy ideas. Oh, for sure. Mash two games or two developers together or a developer into a specific game. Let us know. I want, I want to also explore other people's imaginations and see what they're able to come up with. Definitely. So you can do that by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com, commenting below wherever you're enjoying this episode. Join our Discord server. Talk about it with us there. We would love to hear from you. But uh, I think that pretty much wraps up this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, everybody, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined across the power of the internet by Rachel Mogan. Adios. We'll see you all next time. 